The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Council of Citizens with Low Visions Monday night event. And I'm going to ask that people kind of stay muted. Um, we may use, we'll probably use hand raising, but we may uh, kind of go a little easy on that a little later as we're going through some of the recipes that Patty and I have uh, scoured our recipe collections for over the last several days. And want to welcome everyone to join us this evening. The idea, I think, tonight for tonight's call is, you know, the weather's getting hotter. Um, right now it's 75 degrees here in Maryland. Uh, but I know it's a lot warmer in a few other places around here where you're listening from. And so we said, let's look at some of the things to take little or no heat. And so I'm going to start this evening by a suggestion a friend of mine always used to love when we'd go to a Sheraton hotel for a meeting once a year. And he would always make sure that somewhere on the menu, whether it was the appetizer or the dessert, was their chilled strawberry soup, which sounds a little iffy, but it really is delicious. And it's very simple to make especially if you have a blender or a food processor. What you do is take two pints of strawberries. You want to hull them. Remind me later to tell you another thing you can do when you hull strawberries. Um, you hull them. Of course, you wash them first. Hull them. And then if they're large, I cut them in half. Throw them into your food processor and puree them. Once they're well pureed, you Take them out, pour them out into a large bowl. Add to that one cup of half and half, one cup of sour cream, one third of a cup of sugar. I usually use a little bit more like a quarter cup, a little less, more like a quarter cup, I guess my mistake. And two tablespoons of lemon juice. Mix that extremely well. Put it in your refrigerator, let it chill, and after a couple of hours, it's done. That's all there is to making it. You take it, I usually do it in a, a relatively small bowl, ideally something even smaller than a cereal bowl, because it is pretty rich. And so if you want it for either an appetizer or a dessert, I find that a fairly small bowl of it is ample. And the other thing you do is then garnish it with, and our Kentucky people know lots of things to do with mint leaves, um, especially when it comes to mint juleps. And you just garnish it with a couple of mint leaves and it's done. And it's just something very simple and very easy to do. Another thing you can do with strawberries is to make a, this is my absolute go-to salad. 
And that is a strawberry spinach salad. And essentially, you just get a package of washed spinach, baby, baby spinach, pick off the uh, stems on the end of most of them, break it up in a bowl, and then I just take about a very small amount, maybe almost not much more than a teaspoon of balsamic vinaigrette dressing. Mix that into your spinach leaves. That's really all you need. You only need a little bit because it's such a, it has such a pungent aroma and flavor. Then take your strawberries and again, hull them. Now, this is where I'm going to tell you about hulling to make it, if you want to do something a little special, maybe a little bit romantic. When you hull your strawberry, use like a sharp knife and just go in a V down on each side of the hull. Pull that out and then take the strawberry and slice down, straight down with like the V facing you. And they come out in heart shapes. Isn't that cute? Add those to it. Now, the basic way that I first had it was at a Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. They did that, and then they just sprinkled some goat cheese crumbles over the top. And the combination is lovely. One time when I was in the Bahamas, they had it there, and they had added additional fruit, which I thought just knocked it up, a, kicked it up a, a whole lot. Uh, it's still absolutely delicious with adding uh, some watermelon bite-sized pieces of watermelon with your strawberries, uh, maybe a few mandarin orange slices, um, blueberries. Uh, I love blackberries. They can go with anything. Um, I made those tonight with some grilled chicken even. Uh, anything like that. I would not put like bananas in it, anything that would brown. But that's just a very, very simple you can live and just chill it in the refrigerator and you're done. And that's just a very, very simple recipe. And again, you just sprinkle a little goat cheese over the top and you're finished. I think Patty is with me at this point and has a few other ideas that she's going to impart to us. I'm here. There you are. So... I've got a recipe. I'm giving you all my good recipes. So um, hopefully somebody makes me a recipe book eventually. Um, so I like to make, you can, you can get these. This is semi-homemade. So I like getting these suddenly, suddenly salad. Um, they're pasta salads, but they're cold. And I like them because I don't, um, you can use a regular, uh, regular pasta, but I like them because they do come with the seasoning pack and that's my starter. So, um, the box tells you that you're going to use, you're going to need a half a cup of mayonnaise. Well, you're actually going to need more. So you're going to boil the, the, um, noodles that are in the Sudley salad mix. You're going to boil those. While those are boiling, you're going to get not a half cup of mayonnaise. You're 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 going to get 
three quarters of a cup of mayonnaise because we're going to add to this pasta salad. So you take a half a pack of mayonnaise, I mean, a half, three quarters cup of mayonnaise and the seasoning pack that's in here. And I like to use actual ranch. hidden. I use Hidden Belly Ranch. You can use any brand you want of ranch seasoning. And I put an extra teaspoon in it of the ranch seasoning. And you mix those up. And then when your pasta is done, you're going to drain it. You're going to run cold water over it and drain it good. And then you're going to add it to that salad mixture. Now, why did we add the quarter cup and the extra ranch? That's because I like to use real bacon bit pieces. If you buy it in a bag, if you have bacon left over and you want to chop it up, you add that. I've added cheese. And I also add vegetables to it. I will, so my pasta salad isn't just a mushy pasta salad. It, it's got um, diced up carrots. You can actually buy these things already cut up at the store for you if you don't have time to do it or you don't like chopping them up. Um, I know most Kroger stores and some Walmarts do have uh, and Myers. They have to cut up vegetables and we add, um, I add frozen peas. You can get frozen carrots or get them chopped up. Uh, we add a little bit of celery to it, the bacon. And then of course, and not be a meal without cheese. And I put uh, about a cup of cheese in. I normally make this for more than, and, and you get six or eight good servings, but I guess my family were, we really like it. So we eat more than we probably should. <laughs> but, um, and leftovers are great. So I make at least two of them together. Um, so I double the recipe. But that is something that you can make. Um, you make that ahead of time. You make that the night before. You, you need to take a dish somewhere. You put it in the refrigerator and pull it out the next day and take it off with you. Um, I have found that the next day, though, with a lot of pasta salads, you're going to need to add a little moisture to it. Even though you put in an airtight bowl, um, that pasta gets a little dry overnight. So just add you a couple of spoonfuls of mayonnaise or ranch dressing, and that'll bring it back to life. You don't want it soaking wet, but you want it, you know... Um, nice and smooth so that's one recipe I have. do you want to do another one terry or you want me to do it? all right i can do one uh you know something that i do when i have the grill on um because we all love to barbecue in the summer is washing uh you know wash and fairly thinly slice some potatoes one or, you can even do them one at a time if they're like the big russets, for instance, or something like that. Take some butter, and I usually put some minced garlic in with the butter, make a little dish of it, soften it up a bit, and a brush. Lay out your potatoes, give them a quick brush with the butter and garlic mixture. Then take a piece of tin foil, put them on that, and put them back up overlapping each other. Wrap that up in the tin foil and put it in the near the back of your grill 
where it's cooler than like where you're grilling steaks or something. And give them about a about 20 minutes to a half hour. You have absolutely delicious potatoes. And you just put one tin foil of on each person's plate and you're done. Uh, another, uh, and I'll tell you another recipe from behind the grill afterward that's a dessert that is probably the diabetics don't want to hear this one, trust me. Um, it's probably the sweetest thing I ever remember my mother making in our lives, and she was a great baker. Um, so, no, that's a nice, easy, that's another easy one to do. I got something. And now for you, now for you, Patty. Something really easy on the grill. And you know, not everybody likes the same thing. So you can pick your protein and I, I love pig. <laughs> um, so I usually get by the ham. Um, if I have leftover ham, I chunk it up. If I don't, I buy the ham chunks because they're already ready to go. And I love that I can cut up vegetables, peppers, onions. Um, you can even do potatoes, pineapple. So you can get the fruit in there too. And that is to make kebabs. So when we make kebabs around here, we have um, steak, um, ham, we even have chicken, and you can get your vegetables and cut them. Now, when I cut the peppers, um, you know, when you cut a pepper, I like to cut it from the bottom. I lay it on its top. I cut the stem off if it's a problem. Um, usually I just hit it directly down on the stem and it'll dent in where the seeds are. And then I cut it according to where the, um, I guess you call them, where where you've got the um, little hills. Little uh, three little bumps on the bottom. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, the in between them the the line going in between them you cut oh, down oh, yeah. that and then you cut off the top and the seeds are already out i just wash off the inside to make sure i've got all the seeds and then i put those in some um it's usually three or four cuts down those sometimes if it's a big huge pepper i i cut it in half if it's a if it's a big section um but I cut those and I get the green, the yellow, the orange, the red. You can make colorful kebabs. In doing that, if you add um, the potatoes, you're you're getting a start. But if you don't, you can make a minute rice. And that can be done in your microwave. It's very quick. Cup of rice. And um, I'm really not sure how much water, but you follow the directions on the minute rice. And you've got a really good meal because you've got your vegetables and your protein and even some fruit. And I like to, when I put them on the grill, I like to put them on aluminum foil so that the juices from my vegetables and the meat kind of marinate together while it's cooking. And then I take it, um, I just poke a few holes down in it. And um, at the end of it, I poke a few holes in it just to get a little more of that smoky taste. That's those are really good. And everybody in the house has fun making their own. I just cut up the vegetables and stuff and they make their own. 
And um, that's even better part. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great part. And when it's over with, you know, you don't have, I mean, they eat them right off the stick. So, and a lot of times we eat outside at the picnic table or in chairs near the grill. So as soon as theirs comes off, they just eat it from the stick. There's, there's no cleaning up really. Um, clean your grill and you're done. But if you don't like touching grills, um, you can also do that with those George Foreman or Hamilton Beach grills where you've got the panini press so that when you turn it, it's not down on it and you just need to flip it over. Time-wise, uh -huh. it depends on how big your grill is, your indoor grill is, of how long it will last. Um, I'm told, and I know from in the past, that your nose will tell you when it's done. You don't want it to get burning, but when it, no juices get together, you'll know it's done. Now, the steak one might need, if you like it medium rare, then it'll come out just perfect. Um so um, that's one thing. Um, I did put something into the to the um, GLCB auction, and um, it is fruit cookies, a strawberry cheesecake cookie. Ooh. And um, you can make, there's two recipes that I used. Um, it was a strawberry cheesecake uh cookie and a dreamsicle cookie which mm, oh my that gosh sounds, that sounds out of this world yes and there is more um, so i tell you all i went to sam's and we were having our um derby party and i picked up these limited edition cookies and there was cotton candy birthday cake lemon strawberry cheesecake orange dreamsicle and then um, a snickerdoodle, which the snickerdoodle didn't fit to me. But so I was determined to come home and figure out how to make the cheesecake and the dreamsicle cookies because everybody kept telling me how good they were. So um, I'm going to tell you all how to make it. And it's very simple to make. Um, I'm pulling up my recipe and it's acting up here. First of all, you need a strawberry cake mix. These are big, but soft cake cookies. And actually they're not, they don't taste like cake. Um, from what they tell me, they don't taste like cake. <clears throat> so I used um, Betty Crocker. I didn't find any other strawberry cake mix in my store. I know Pillsbury carries one, um, but you get a strawberry cake mix. And you need six ounces of cream cheese at room temperature. You need one large egg at room temperature. One teaspoon of bake, uh, uh, baking powder a half cup of vegetable oil and you need a three quarters cup of white chocolate chips 
I don't find many of them, but when I do, I get the gear deli. Um, so what you do in a large bowl, you're going to mix your cream cheese and your egg and cream that a little bit, not a lot because you don't want it to get kind of melted liquidy with, with the heat of the mixer. So you're going to add your cake mix and your baking powder. And I gave it a little bit with the mixer so it'll start incorporating it. And then I added the vegetable oil. And I mix that up and you get that good incorporated. And then you fold in with the spatula your white chocolate chips. Now, if you don't have a confection oven, or even if you do, um, the best thing I've found for cookies, because I couldn't figure out how to get my cookies to stay big and puffed up. Um, they would always spread out and be these thin cookies, you know, they, the cookie was shorter than the chocolate chip that's in there. So I figured out what it was. I watched it on Food Network one night. The secret is to flash freezing. So you will take the cookies and use a cookie scoop. It should be about a two inch ball and you're gonna roll them in balls and put them on parchment paper on your cookie sheet and put that in your refrigerator for at least 30 minutes. Then you're going to preheat your oven at 350. And now I put it on my baking sheet, but I can tell you the recipe that, that I used for my friend said, oh, you need to put that in on a not so cold cookie sheet. So you can do it either way, but I put my cold sheet cookie sheet in the oven. Um, and then you're going to put that in there for 12 to 13 minutes. I have a pretty good electric oven and I put it in there for 12 minutes and I pulled them out and they are gorgeous. They're thick. They're kind of like that crispy on the outside and soft on the inside taste. And they're wonderful. They sound marvelous. Yes. Well, I don't know how they taste. Everybody says they're great. Um, but the orange dreamsicle ones, let me pull that up. You're going to use a white cake mix instead of a strawberry cake mix. Ah, you fooled me. I thought you were going to use an orange one. <laughs> well, good luck. I haven't found one. but Duncan Hines used to make an orange. I don't know if they still do or not. I haven't found one yet. And I do know that they used to, you know, they used to have one, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. So, um, but you use a white cake mix. You don't want to use a yellow one or it's going to be, well, I guess you could if you were doing Halloween cookies because they get really orange. And I thought I could do that too. And I made that mistake. So I'm only speaking from experience. Okay, here's the recipe. So what you need is that white cake mix. You need three ounce package of orange jello. 
two tablespoons of orange zest. Now, I didn't measure that. <laughs> so I just zested an orange on mine. So, um, you know, you can do it. If you, if you want to measure it, you can, or you can just zest an orange. You need eight tablespoons of salted butter. So that would be a stick of butter. Two eggs at room temperature. And then you need a whole package of the white chocolate chips. So what you're going to do is in your bowl, um, you're going to mix and whisk together the cake mix, the orange gelatin, and the orange zest. And you're going to mix that up. You can even do that with a fork. Mix it good um, so that it's all incorporated together. You're going to add the butter and the eggs to the bowl. And this is when you'll need a mixer, though. Um, you need to mix that with a hand mixer, or you could stand there and beat it if you want to. And then add the white chocolate chips to it, just like you did before, folding it with the spatula. And then you're going to make these one and a half to two inches um, ball. And you're going to flash freeze those. And then you're going to bring them out and you're going to bake them for 10 minutes. It says 10 to 13. If you want one on the corner that you kind of figure out where it is, you can even use a silicon baking sheet if you want to so that, so that you can touch it. Um, I would feel it if you can't see it. I would just barely touch that cookie. They will be a little soft, but once they come out, the outsides get a little crunchy and the insides are soft. Right. And they're really, really good, I hear. All right. I think we could do a whole show on cookies sometime, maybe in the fall, because I have another recipe, too, that's delicious. It's white chocolate cranberry uh, cookies. And... Uh, and there, and I, and I've heard all kinds of stories about your butterscotch bars. So I think we might do a whole recipe, a whole baking thing sometime in the fall. Oh, sure. Um, I, can I just? Uh, one thing that occurs to me is when you were back on the pasta salad. Uh, I have a pasta salad recipe, and I basically it's similar to yours. Um, very similar to yours, but one of the things that I do with it, I add grape tomatoes to it and green onion and uh, some pimento and I'm trying to remember what else is in there. Some black olives, some, um, I've even been known to throw in some marinated mushrooms. I use the uh, buttermilk dressing, the Hidden Valley buttermilk dressing for it, uh, on it. But one of the things that, or, or I can mix one, one part ranch dressing with two parts mayonnaise. For But the other thing that I add to it, just to make it a little bit more filling, more meal-like, is I get some amdouille Cajun sausage and cut that very thin. And add the uh, the andouille sausage to it, and it makes for a great combination. While we're on the topic of salads, and Patty's getting up her next recipe, 
I'm going to just give you a couple of ideas um, that she's reminded me of tonight on decorating and garnishing a salad. Uh, everybody has their own potato salad recipe, it seems, on the earth. Um, it's amazing how many different ways we can do, how many different things we can do with a potato. But one of the things that I usually do when mine's done is take that that bottom that she was talking about of the green pepper that's got like the three, usually it's about three little bumps. Put that right in the center of the top of your bowl and make, anybody remember how to make rose, uh, radish roses? I'll make that radish, which basically you just take a radish and slice them down about two thirds to three quarters of the way, several slices in it, put it in some cold water and leave it in the refrigerator and they chill up in no time. And as they chill up, they open out. So they're called radish roses. You can also get really fancy and do a swirl knifing, a swirl cutting of them. But I've never been as, I'm not that tricky. Uh, and I put one of those right in the center of that. The other thing I do then is I take onion, uh, green pepper rings. And oftentimes just cut them in half. And I'll stand them up around the edge of the of the salad of the bowl and stick a radish rose inside each one of those then the other nice thing to do is to take um, a hard-boiled egg and i just run it through the egg slicer and put and open it out onto one on each side of the uh of the top of the salad and it's just an, it just kind of adds a nice little makes it Makes it look like you're artistic when you're not in the least, if you're like me. Um, but, and that's that's one easy way of garnishing something like that. Um, you can do that with almost any kind of a pasta salad or potato salad, something, anything along those lines. All right, Patty, what have you got next for us? Well, I've got some tips. I got a tip or two about baking. So, when you are baking, if you noticed, I said room temperature eggs, room temperature butter, room temperature cream cheese, all of those things you want at room temperature, it, it will not hurt it to be out for a couple of hours. You want it to be room temperature. It one creams better and it also um, fluffs whatever you're making up a little bit more. And I like recipes that don't use a lot of oil, that use more of the, the fluffy stuff. It just makes things a, a little more um, raised up, makes them prettier. But I also wanted to talk about a few things that I know, and I'm trying to get it to come up, but there are a couple of tools that I like to use to make things look just hunky-dory when you're going to go serve it to a family reunion or something. And I know Pampered Chef has them, but um, I've seen more and more of things to use in the kitchen, the strange gadgets at Walmart. And I, you know, some people don't know about them. So there is a, I call it my little food corkscrew. And it's got a spiral tip to it. And then it's got this handle. And you put that tip. Um, when I do cucumbers, I like to peel the cucumber, 
but not all of it. So it's striped all the way around it. I do four stripes and then there's four. So it would be like eight sections and every other section has a peel on it. Right. And I cut off the ends and then I take this little tool and I put it down in my cucumber. This also helps get some of the seeds out for those who don't like seeds. And I just spin that thing around. And uh. all of your cucumber, um, unless you have a real huge one, it will break when you do it. Um, but if you've got a, a medium-sized, small to medium-sized cucumber, it will make slice slices. You don't have to sit there with a knife. But when you get down to the bottom and you pull your tool out, you're, you'll find the hole in the middle. You're going to take a knife and you can even do it. Those thin cuts, you can even do it with a um, with a butter knife, with the, the blade part of a butter knife. And you're going to go from the hole to the outside. So you would do a radius cut once. And they're all in slices. It's so easy to do. Sounds good and easy. Yes. That and sounds nice and easy. And, you know, one of the things that, that would, I'm thinking that would be especially good for, for someone who's cooking for just one or two people, perhaps, is um, now they have the mini cucumbers. Right. And, yeah. And that would be so that something like that would, would garnish that up very nicely as well. If you like using zucchini or squash, um, I like to saute it in olive oil with peppers and onions and um, that's what it, I made for dinner tonight. <laughs> um, you can actually use that on your zucchinis again. Cut that. You don't even have to peel them if you want them peeled. You can. Um, if you want them pretty, you just you know figure it's an eight and make peel down the sides, four sides, um, like a cross, and and then you can use that to. I don't slice anything up with a knife much anymore that's round like cucumbers, squash, zucchini. I use that tool. It does it for me. It takes me less than 30 seconds to go from the top to the bottom. And you pull that thing out and you make that quarter, that cut from the hole in the center out to the outside. And they're in slices. Um. The other Sounds. thing I like, you were talking about an egg. And you can get these tools. I'm trying to look it up on Walmart. You can get this tool at Walmart. It looks like two sides of a triangle. And it, it's plastic. And it has like uh, little teeth in it down the two sides. It's like a V. And you can take that tool... And take your egg and go around halfway through the egg with the tip of that tool. You want to take it halfway through the egg. Now, how do you know when it's halfway through? Well, to me, it's a chance you take. Sometimes my eggs are lopsided. I'm not perfect, but they eat them. If you're, you're doing something with like a half egg, you're going to cut it in the center Either way, you can make those eggs look pretty with that. <clears throat> with that, 
and you just go along the outside in the middle and stab it with that triangle. And when it comes out, both sides have this V shape around it. If you're going to do a deviled egg and you want it to look really fancy, you can do that. If you get them all peeled good. Um, Very cool. cool. Sounds very cool. Can I just interrupt for a second? I just want to remind folks, if anybody has any questions about any of what we've talked about so far, please feel free to raise your hands. And we'd be glad to take your uh, calls. And which reminds me, I wanted to also thank Chanel. Alan is streaming for us tonight and Kathy Farina is hosting. And I just wanted to thank the two of them for joining us this evening. And uh, with that, you can go, I'll go back to Patty. Go for it. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I was looking for that little contraption, what it's called, and I can't remember what it's called. Um, but they're now in Walmart, because I know a lot of people use Walmart to get their groceries. Um, check out what's in the kitchen area. They have garlic presses now that are they're they're small, but you can have actual real garlic um, instead of buying the powder. Um, but when you mix in real garlic, even if you get the minced in a jar that you keep in your fridge. That's what I live on. <laughs> yeah. But you got to make sure you whisk that in good because sometimes it. Yeah, that's true. Um, I use it for um, my garlic cheese bread. I put garlic on butter on one side, put my oven on my low broiler, put it on the bottom shelf because I'm notorious for burning the bread since I can't smell. Um, I used to never do that, but um, burn it lately. And uh, a lot of people do that. We used to always say that when the fire alarm, when the smoke detector goes off in the house, that means my biscuits are done. Um, Oh, well, (laughs) I'm, I'm learning to use a timer. Um, that's how come I know about the time on those cookies. Play around with new gadgets. Find new things to play with. Um, and then if you've got a question, you can always come on our calls, ask questions. We can we can do a whole thing on these new little tools. And some of these little things are not, um, they're not expensive. They're three to five bucks. Uh, you can use that little tool on cantaloupe. Um, you know, you can take off the rind off the cantaloupe or leave it on oh, the end, yeah. but you can use that tool on it. Um, I like it. You can even do watermelon with it because the tip, even though it's plastic, that tip is pretty strong when you stick that tip in. It's a Very. little harder on cantaloupe, but if you wait till the cantaloupe is getting a tad bit soft, you can make them pretty. Um, and then that I know what cool. time... We talked about the um, the tool. We showed it that Samantha has for your strawberries. You you just push this little thing in there, and it takes out the the stem and takes it all the way through. And it also, as you push down on it, it will cut it into four pieces. So it cuts it, it cores it. It's it's so cool. And you can even buy the apple cores now. And I haven't found them in Walmart, but you can find them on Amazon where you can do the smaller slices. 
Oh, that right. is good. Yeah, mine. Yeah, mine you can get like, them at twelve. Yeah, mine does like six or eight slices, something like that. Um, yeah, and you can it, get them off Amazon. That does um, that does twelve, and some of them are, I think, sixteen. But when you, you know, that that's those are huge slices, and I'm one that likes peanut butter with my apple. Um, some people like caramel. But, you know, they're not huge slices that you've, you know, you feel like you're eating a whole meal in, in one bite. Yeah. So those are some neat little things that I've used in, especially during the summer, doing fruit and vegetables. And that's a way to make them look pretty. Sounds wonderful. Um, I got a new tool this week and uh, I'm down to just one Band-Aid left on my hand. So I want you to be very careful with it, but I love it. And that is, I bought an OXO hand mandolin slicer. And that's what I used actually to do my zucchini, summer squash, gold potatoes, onion, peppers, uh, all of that to, that I roasted tonight uh, for, as part of our dinner. But that's it was incredibly handy, and it's wonderful for uh, if you want to do something with, let's say, strawberries, or uh, I wouldn't bother trying to put little veg, little fruits through it. But it certainly does well with uh, things like that, um, and it does, and it does quite well with che- with uh, some of the cheeses or any kind of cooked cooked meats. It's so far what I've used seems to work pretty well. Well, if you have a question and you want to ask it now, go ahead and raise your hand and we'll ask. Randy, how's this? Randy. Yeah, you called me earlier. I was just on my way to answer. And you were talking about potato salad. My mom used to put a salad dressing on the potato salad. She put what in it? I'm sorry. Mom used to put um, salad dressing. Like Hellman's? Oh, yes. My mother always used Miracle Whip. I didn't know the mayonnaise wasn't Miracle Whip until I grew up. <laughs> yeah. Um, you used to put something like a salad, a big bottle of salad dress in it. Yeah. Very good, Randy. I'll bet it was delicious. It was delicious. <laughs> And yes, I remember those cucumbers too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to give you a couple of ideas um, for desserts, if you will, that are again no bake, no time in the uh, you know easy to do. One of them I just call them lemon tarts. If you want, you can use. To make them very small, like if you're having a big crowd and you're putting out a number of desserts on a buffet type thing, you can use the those feely dough, feely dough um, cups, the little cups. Or you can use, you know, you can get in the store the six pack of, of the sponge cake that you use for strawberry shortcake. You can get those or you can make your own little cups if you'd want it, if you want to whichever you're so inclined with. But you get whatever the cup is you're going to use. Get a jar of lemon curd, C-U-R-D. You're going to take a little bit of lemon curd and put it in the bottom of that cup. 
just to kind of spread it around the bottom. And then take, I make it with just blueberries, but you could use blueberries, strawberries, I don't think strawberries would go well with it, but blueberries, blackberries, um, that kind of thing. Put them in there and just tap them into the lemon curd, holds them in place so you can get them to stand upright and you're done. Or if you want to get a little bit fancier, take a small, a very small dollop of whipped cream and put it on top. And those, and that's all there is to it. Now I'm going to give you one more recipe that goes on the grill that I, this is what I was joking about, the diabetics. Trust me, do not want to make this one. (laughs) My mother found it in a recipe, it was in a camping recipe book years ago. And it's a banana. You take a banana and you peel back one peel of the banana. And so that you're opening up part of the, the, you know, all the way down on one side. Take a sharp knife and slice that, not quite all the way through. Then you take Hershey milk chocolate candy bar and break up the little squares and line those up in that little slit that you just made. Then take some miniature marshmallows and cram those in there as well. Then take the peel and put it back over the banana. Wrap the whole thing in a a piece of tin foil. And again, put that in the coolest part of your grill and leave them there for a little bit. And they melt and then take it out. And I would cut it into about one inch slices. Um, you take it out, you unpeel it. All that chocolate and ban- and marshmallow has uh, melted into your banana, uh, melted with your banana, um, so that it's kind of like a s'more, but instead of having a graham cracker, crush you got a banana. Um, but it is without a doubt the sweetest thing you ever tasted in your life. <laughs> um, and you can cut it into you know a one or a two piece, two inch slice because a whole one is probably enough to especially knock the kids into someday next week before they come down off of it, off the sugar high. But it's nice and simple. And you're not having to do anything else. It's one of those things you get made in advance. You stick it on the grill and it's done. You know, that's all there is to it. So who's got a recipe for us that we haven't covered? I've got one more if we need it. Okay. I've got... I make this all the time. It's very simple. And it is a peanut butter fluff pie. And you're going to have one package of cream cheese. Again, every temperature. Because, you know. It makes it easier to mix. And it also incorporates better when most things are at room temperature. Especially the eggs. Um. So what I've done, the actual recipe called for three quarters cup of sugar. If you like really sweet stuff, then you can put three quarters cup. But I put a half a cup of uh, powdered sugar in there. It's a half a cup of peanut butter. And six tablespoons of whole milk, you're going to take 
one carton of Cool Whip and you're going to mix that all together and make this yumminess. Now, I like to do it. I like to start it out and get it incorporated a little bit. And then I like to um, kind of fluff it up. I turn my hand mixer up all the way. And then it kind of fluffs it really good. Um, I have actually, instead of use using the whole milk, if you like it a little fluffier, you can add heavy whipping cream. If you want to try it, I've actually used half and half. I have kids in the house, so the milk doesn't stay here long. So I've used both of those. It just makes it a little whippier. You get a graham cracker crust, and you're going to pour all that in it. You can add peanuts. You can add, um, if you want to put chocolate in there as, a, as you know, chocolate chips in it, or a little bit of chocolate to make it use Hershey's, you know, the, the, the bottle of Hershey's and squeeze a little bit in there, make it like a Reese cup. You can even use one of the chocolate crusts. But what I like to do is have another thing of Cool Whip. Um, you can spread that on. You can use the Ready Whip and make pretty little flowers. But I like to get some mini chocolate chips or Reese cups and chop those up. Um, if you get them good and cold in your fridge, the Reese cups, you take them out. And while they're still in the package, you can use a um, rolling pin and break them up. And I like to put that on top. And it's it, you put that in the refrigerator overnight and or a couple hours ahead of time and it comes out so good sounds very good sounds very very good i'm trying to think of i know there's another summer recipe that i was going to bring up and now it's gone from me totally deviled eggs are always a great popular item and again that's one of those things that everybody seems to have their own way of making uh there are a lot of good recipes for that um, hard-boiled eggs, which reminds me I did that yesterday and they're still sitting in the water. I guess I need to do that tonight uh, for egg salad. That's another easy summer quick lunch is egg salad. I take the eggs after I peel them. I run them. I have one of those egg slicers. I think people know what those are that have the... Uh, it looks like it's kind of in the shape of an egg in the center. You put the egg in, you pull the handle down and slices it into a whole lot of slices. If you then very carefully lift out the egg and open the handle up again, turn it and make it vertical and slice it again, it makes a nice size for egg salad. And you're done with doing that. Throw in some chopped, I do some chopped celery, some chopped onion, I've, I'm on a very, very low sodium diet. So I've discovered that you can make about eight eggs worth of egg salad and use about two tablespoons of mayonnaise on it. One thing that I have learned, if anybody is involved when trying to keep your sodium or salt count down, generally, at least you look very carefully when it says that something is light. 
one of the reasons ways that they can make something light. I remember back when they made when they first made Miller Miller Light and Bud Light. Is the way that they often make things light is by adding more salt to it. And they cut out the sugar, and so that doesn't have, so it doesn't have as much flavor. So they add the salt to enhance the flavor. Um, so oftentimes, just the original product is just as good for you, if not better, than the light product. So it's that's just something to just one of those little things that I've learned recently um, to keep in mind if you are looking to keep your sodium level down for blood pressure purposes or what have you. Uh, but that makes it for a very simple egg salad. And you can put that in, uh, you know, on a roll or bread or a pita roll or just have some on a, on a bed of lettuce, uh, that kind of thing. It's the whole, my whole thought is things that I don't have to heat the kitchen up with. Um, I think Patty's going to be really into heating up her kitchen for a while because she just got it renovated. Um, I hope they're finished today. Today was going to be their last day, Farah. No, that was in my bathroom, but it's done. Ah, yeah. wonderful. <laughs> and other than that, I just want to remind you all. Uh, I want to, again, I want to thank Chanel and Kathy for being with us tonight. And Remind you that Table Talk Thursday is this Thursday evening. And Christine Chaikin has a whole lot of sh uh, keystroke shortcuts, to, uh, uh, including the new ones for Office 365 that we'll be talking about on Table Talk Thursday. And Friday morning is the CCLVI Low Vision Coffee Hour, and that's Kind of an, as I recall, it's an oh, pretty much an open chat this Friday. Uh, though we may end up getting back into a few more recipes on it. Um, we'll, that's just kind of what people want to talk about. They're more than welcome to do that on that one on Friday morning. And with that, I know I'm running a minute and a half ahead of time. Larry Gassman would never believe this of me. Um, I'm, <laughs> a, I'm always at the other end. He's always, and we're clear. Now, well, now we can add the last three minutes of what you said later. <laughs> um, but I, again, I want to thank you all for joining us. I want you to remember that it is summertime and the living is easy. So let's make it easy on all of us, especially when we're trying to come up with something fun and yet healthy and nutritious. And with that, I thank you all. And Patty, you have anything that I'm forgetting to mention? No. Just everybody, either get registered, come to the CCLVI. We have hybrid. We have two really good hybrid um, sessions. If you're not going to be there, you won't want to miss these. They are really good. Um, one is how we do our low vision, the four eyes of low vision. And that is mentally getting you in the game of low vision as you're losing it. And it is more of a discussion. So we will be, um, you know, discussing with everybody online also. Um, and then we have another session that's on Monday afternoon on Wednesday afternoon we are going to be doing a 
high tech, low tech, um, no tech session. Um, that if you're not um, great, then you'll get some tips with with the high tech to get you more towards high tech. And as things evolve, um, you know where we can help people uh, move up in the technology world. So, great, and we're out of time. And we're out of time, okay. but let me just add one real quick one. And that is on Tuesday night, the 4th of July, the next generation and CCLVI and our. No. no. It's just us, I think. Oh, I thought I'm Next sure. Gen was doing it. No. Okay. It's going to be a great, fun. 20s roaring 20s dance at the at the convention and so hope to see all of you there at that time thank you so much and good night everyone